you said you did 194 offers in a year. I'm yeah. sure that was not easy. No, man. I remember sending our first offer almost feeling like, I hope they don't accept it because how are we going to get the money if we buy it to flip it? If mm-hmm. we're going to wholesale it, I don't have any buyers. Like it was literally square one. And just the offer wasn't like, it was, a t- it's funny to look at it now, but the guy's response, cause we're just on edge, you know, <laughs> yeah. worried about it. And then now uh, you don't even trip in when you this, make an offer. This is like, what the dude said. He's like, what is this? An unwelcome joke. And I was like, oh dude, that wasn't that bad. I'm that was not alive, that bad. You know? What's the worst that could happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Hey, Michael Burns, what's going on, brother? What's going on, bro? Stoked to be here. Good, good, good. Well, hey, Investor Drive Nation, thanks for tuning in. We got our my guy right here, Michael Burns. He is a, amazing at flipping houses. He's been in real estate for a while now, so we're, I got him uh, on the, the podcast to interview him, ask him some questions about his business, his journey, and... Um, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a good time. We've actually sat down a couple times for lunch, and we've talked yeah. a little bit before this. We're just going to flow today, but Investor Thrive, if this is your first time here on Investor Thrive Nation, this is a podcast basically dedicated to helping people in, in real estate and improve, not only improve in real estate, but in their personal lives. So we'll see if we can give them some nugs. What do you think? That's awesome, bro. I'm all about dropping the lifestyle or let's, the lifestyle value. But um, Let's do it, brother. You know, We'll, we'll get into the lifestyle stuff, but it's uh, it's about way more than just doing the deals, you know. It's all about lifestyle, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, because I mean, we do all this to to build the lifestyle we want. I mean, I'm assuming that's why you you grind so hard, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why my company's lifestyle lending, lifestyle. Realty, oh shoot! Yeah, I, I I didn't know it was that man. I didn't know it was lifestyle lending. Yeah. And everything else, realty and. Yeah, so we got lifestyle lending and the mortgage company, lifestyle real uh, realty, the brokerage, and then. My podcast is Freedom Lifestyle Experience. Shoot. Dang. So. Hey, so what we're going to do is in the YouTube channel uh, description, we'll put your podcast and cool. your contact info so people can reach out to you. Is that cool? Yeah, 100%, okay. man. So let's just dive right into it. Uh, Michael Burns is uh, uh, here locally in Utah in our market, and I've talked to him a couple times before, and he's just crushing it as uh, in real estate. He does many things, um, but many of you don't know who he is you know uh so for people that don't know who you are you want to give them a kind of an intro to you know who is the michael burns yeah man for sure How mikey I, mike like, mikey mike yeah <laughs> mikey mike there you go um so i guess i'll just because it's real estate my first taste of real estate was um gr- growing up my dad uh he had a business a nursery and he ended up selling that business probably in like 2004 maybe mm-hmm. and i watched him take the money that he made from selling the company and then uh, he went out and bought a bunch of lots and this is in like northern southern california kind of oh. a small town is that where you're from yeah oh cool yeah tehachapi california so anyways, I watched him buy a bunch of lots, and then he partnered with a guy who was like a general contractor and a landscape contractor that he had known for 20 years, and I'd known my whole life. And um, so pretty much my dad provided the lot, and he fronted all the money to build the house. Yeah. And then this other guy, Roger, basically built the house. And I they dude, they were doing this like 2004, 5, 6, 7. Mm-hmm. So like right, they sold their last home. They probably did 20 of them together. They sold the last one right as 20, 2008 was happening. Shoot. So I was watching him make all this money doing that, but I was, you know, senior in high school, junior in high school, just got out of high school. So the yeah. idea of real estate didn't seem like real that I could do that. Mm-hmm. But that's when I first like real estate was on my radar. Like, shit, you can make some money doing this. Wow. So um, fast forward, like in 2011, me and my brother started looking at 
getting into flips and wholesaling and stuff. So we joined the local RIA, which is actually the where we're at here at the campus. Yeah. Um, took us a year and 94 offers, and then we landed our first deal. We uh, made 24 grand on our first flip. Uh, rolled into our second flip, lost 50 G's on that one. Um, dude, does that still hurt or not no, really? No, dude, it's uh, my biggest losses have been like, you know, like my biggest financial losses in the moment, it sucks, but they've been my, my biggest lessons and mm-hmm. actually propelled me forward and just my capacity to handle more when yeah. you go through a situation like that and you get out on the other side and you're like, oh, I'm still alive, right? Yeah, dude, yeah, I'm good. Um, so yeah, dude, fast forward today, um, we flip about 40 homes a year here in Utah. I've got, uh, 58 unit portfolio, um, pretty m- So there's a 40 unit apartment deal. Everything else is, uh, just single family stuff here in Utah. What do you prefer? The, the multi-unit, the 40 unit, or do you like the single family rentals? Uh, it's just totally different, totally man. Different. Like operating multifamily in a different, cause it's in Texas is not. It's not as sexy as everyone thinks it is, especially like the value <laughs> add, like we're turning all 40 units. It's mm-hmm. it, it's not that, it's just not as sexy as people think it is, but it's good, man. It's so a being great, a landlord is not that sexy. Yeah, yeah, but the cash flow is nice. <laughs> okay. So we do that. Um, I've got a mortgage company, real estate brokerage. We do some hard money, private money lending, and then uh, we're starting to invest, take equity pieces just in different businesses. So taking the money we're making in real estate and mortgage and stuff, and then either reinvesting that into our deals, lending it out, or, you know, like we just bought a 20% um, equity piece in a medical spa here in Salt Lake. So trying to diverse a little bit and diversify and take some of this cash and place it into, you know, assets and businesses. That's awesome, man. Kind of an overview of what we're doing. That is a sweet overview. I mean, if people just tuned in and heard that, they're like, yo, this guy's the man. Yeah. This guy's a baller. We've been working at it, man. Like I said, 2012 was that first deal. So Mm -hmm. going on 10 years in the business. Shoot. Is hustling. Was there a specific time where you, um, like five years deep, four years deep, a certain amount of time where you're just like, yo, I get it. It's clicked. Is it, was there a specific like amount of years that, um, well, you know, so like I said, it took us a year and 94 offers to get that first deal. So like all of 2011, we were learning, going to RIAs and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So, you know, when I when I adopted the idea of plan B is reinforcing plan A, that's like, I guess you could say that was a forced click. Like, mm-hmm. uh, this is what I'm going to do. Um but no, man, just, I think when we, when we did that first flip, it was, it was super exciting to make like 24 grand on it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I basically at that point walked away from like a sales 1099, like sales broker. So you were still working at yeah. that time. Oh, yeah. it, okay. So 100%. you didn't quit your job and you, your whole year you didn't make any money. No, dude, I quit my job once, uh, like I was, a, I was an independent sales rep, 1099, traveling all over the country do, doing just commission-only sales in the nursery business, like slinging trees pretty much. Were you doing the nursery because of your pops, like because you knew that industry? Yeah, I kind of grew up in it, so I got on the wholesale side of that. Slinging trees. Yeah, slinging <laughs> trees. So that's where I learned sales, you know, because mm-hmm. I was out there, you know, I started inside sales. I had a job when I was 19 doing inside sales. I had like a $2 million sales quota. So I got good on the phone doing inside sales, and then... Um, basically there wasn't going to be an opportunity for me to get an outside territory with the company I was with. So mm-hmm. then I, I went out on my own. I pretty much got exclusive rights for a couple of different big nurseries to sell their product, like in Western Canada and then six states in the Western U.S. Yeah. And that's what got landed me in Utah. So I pretty much had... an opportunity and some hustle so I'd go out there and I'd literally show up in a town and I'd pull all the nurseries and I'd just go cold call them 
Like I really? show up unannounced with a photo album of my shit in the catalog <laughs> and and was cold calling and I did that thousands of times, you know, in this yeah, big man. territory that I had. So I spent like four years building that up. I any got, any reason you had to drive to those areas and then call them? Or couldn't you have called them did you call them before you went all the way out there? Um so the nursery business is kind of an old school business. It's a face to face type of deal. Like okay. you like once you're one of their suppliers, it's like a long term relationship thing. So I would show up like I'd go to, you know, Boise, Idaho, and I would just like have a list. I'd Google all the nurseries in the area, and then I would just go around town and cold call them. And by cold call, you mean like just call them on the phone? Or no, I mean like I showed up oh, and knocked on it. the door in okay. person. I'd Sorry. Ask for, yeah, no. Cold calling, I was like, oh, you're just dialing them. Yeah, but you would, you're, you're that's, thinking real sick yeah. cold calls. But no, dude, I would I would show up like to their business location. I'd ask for the owner. With or, the suit like, and the tie name. or what? No, nah, dude, I'd dress like, you know, like <laughs> slack, kind of like you're dressed right now. Got it. Um, but I'd just roll in, dude, and I had a baby face, looked young, and I'd just roll in and say, hey, you know, is the owner or the manager around? Mm-hmm. And um, they'd go get him, and I'd say, hey, I'm Michael. I'm with Leo Gentry Nursery, and right. this is who we are. This is what I got, and I'd basically try and, like, get customers. And I did that for four years, and I built that up. I was making, like, 50, 60 grand a year doing that. So I had that rolling, and then all of 2011. Um, so w- I was out on the road, and my brother hit me up because I was on. I was gone all the time, dude. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Hey, are you gonna be in town this weekend?" There's like this free house flipping workshop, and it was, I think it was Dean Graziosi was in town, mm-hmm. um, or his sales guy. So we went. We That's went how to, it usually is. Yeah. They got the monitor, you yeah. know, with his face on there, yeah. the screen. So we went to the little free weekend, uh, free workshop weekend deal, and then they upsell you on their actual coaching program. That's right. So we did from the time we did that to when we got so that was in 2011. So then we're like, cool, let's do this real estate thing. We saw dad be successful with it, building the houses. Um, so then we started going to all the local RIAs and just like going to Home Depot, trying to learn how much shit costs, like just figuring it out, dude, yeah. like green as it gets, like knew nothing about any of it other than we can make some money doing yeah, this. For maybe. Sure. And then, uh, like I said, all of 2011, just kind of learning, writing offers and, and get, getting our stuff going. And then we landed that deal 2012. So let me ask you a question about the 94 offers in a year. Yeah. You said you were, were you writing those on the MLS? Like those were MLS offers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what happened is we had, uh, there was a newer agent. His name was Rob. And like one of my buddies knew him and he was just getting in the real estate. So it worked out because he was like hungry and wanting to do deals and shit. So uh, the amount of time of this guy's we wasted looking back is I, don't, I can't believe he like spent <laughs> as much time as he did. But yeah, yeah, dude, we were back then. You could buy stuff off the MLS, so like he was just writing offers for us, and okay. every house was twenty grand, right? We're the rehab. We'd be like, oh, it's probably twenty G's in rehab. <laughs> twenty grand, twenty grand. So uh, yeah. we just slowly like learning, just learning, man, learning the market, like what stuff's selling for. And he was writing those offers and submitting them yeah, for you. Yeah, writing them and submitting them. So he would have made a buyer's commission, and yep. he was the one pulling comps and saying, mm-hmm. hey, like ARV could be this, and we were just. Dude, learning by doing, yeah, you know what I mean? Awesome. And just we just didn't quit, kept going, kept going, kept going. What's he up to now? Do you know if he's still in real estate? He, yeah, or? I see him. He's still doing retail real estate agent okay. stuff, you know. Um, he's still staying strong. I guess, man. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't talked to him too much, but uh, I see his stuff on Facebook every now and again, and I think he's just selling houses, like doing agent That's stuff. That's cool, man. Well, so I wanted to hit touch on this. I, I like what you said about when you are doing nursery stuff when you are younger. How, how much do you feel like that four years of grind, grinding, right, working really hard? Uh, prepared you for you know what you're doing now like was that like sort of a college education or yeah way beyond that you can't like there's there's uh, there's a lot of stuff you can't learn in a book or going to a seminar and that's just doing it and Mm -hmm. a ton of real estate is that too like 
you can go to as many classes as you want. You can go to as many seminars as you want, YouTube, books, all that shit. But until you're actually like operating a flip and hiring the contractor right. and going through the thing, you just can't learn it unless you do it, you know, or have a mentor that and, you go right. follow with it. But um, just to rewind, growing up in a family that had a small business mm -hmm. and it being like the nursery and a landscape company, it's like very seasonal, like high pressure like the economy's not good. Like the last thing people are worried about is the trees in their yard and stuff. So just right. growing up in that environment um, and knowing, you know, hard work and the value of a dollar and watching my parents operate this small business in a small town was the biggest gift I could have ever been given. That was huge for you then. Yeah. Wow. So just growing, you know, that's where I learned my, my work ethic and really understood like relationships, you know, seeing my dad own a small business in a small town for 25 years, like he made a phone call and it was done. You know, he yeah. needed an IV. He got it on the doctor's <laughs> front porch at his house. <laughs> that's wild, bro. You kind of miss that small town. Yeah, lifestyle. dude. Yeah. I think the small town's cool. And, but it's, it's one of my strongest, like I'm thinking my strongest thing is relationships mm -hmm. and just my ability to build relationships and connect with people. And I think it's from the small town. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I grew up in that environment and then when I was doing inside sales I got good on the phone and comfortable making calls and and doing that and then like progressing to doing sales calls face to face in person yeah you know cold calling just showing up so all of that definitely gave me a really good strong skill set to roll into real estate because with real estate you got a little bit of everything yeah. you know do you feel like um it's a little bit more advanced like real real estate than maybe the grinding of you know what you did with the nursery do you feel like it's a little higher level yeah, dude, 100%, because you're dealing with people on an emotional thing, right? You're trying to buy their house from them, mm -hmm. or, you know, on the flipping side, like, you know, you're, you're trying to have, you got the relationships with wholesalers or agents or just the networking for deal flow to come in, or you're, you're dealing with sellers directly, and they're emotional about their home, so you need to negotiate purchasing their home. Yeah. So that's the buying side. Then you got to have your investors, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to have building the relationship and raising the money. That's a skill set within itself. And then being able to fire and find contractors, manage contractors. So contra definitely a higher level. Yeah, yeah, contractors is a tough breed too. You know what I mean? Dude, so I mean I that's your that's your realm, right? That a lot of people probably think fix and flip is, you know just find the house right but it, it's not even over at that point no nah, dude everyone says you know you make your money when you buy a house but <laughs> i will tell you you keep your money on executing on the deal oh, you know i bet you got some horror stories with those flippers uh, with the contractors you know yeah dude i'm in the middle i've never sued anyone in my life until right now i've got a contractor that burned us for about 60 or 70 grand between the money that he had and that he walked with for and like did the work that he didn't do and then like the work that we had to tear out like i had to tear oh, out two gosh, two showers we had to take all the cabinets out they templated the quartz countertop strong so between like the money he had and the shit that we're redoing is this a new guy that yeah. you've never worked with or did uh you... he was newer so he had uh he painted our medical clinic office that i was telling you about and mm -hmm. did a good job on that and then he was about 70 percent of the way through with one of our flips mm -hmm. so then i gave him another deal that was about an eighty thousand dollar remodel and that's when the wh the wheels fell off with everything dude that is crazy so, man. but yeah the contracting piece is challenging man well just to to rewind back a little bit on why i asked you about you know why it was the the nursery business was that maybe a little bit um prepared you for where you are now is because i just met with a uh, some guy uh, in my ward in my church uh, he's like a younger 18 19 year old guy he wants to get into real estate mm -hmm. and 
I used I did door to door sales for six years, so it's kind of the same thing, right? You knock on someone's door, your cold call, you have that communication. So I was like, hey man, you know, I think you should go out for a summer and just try. That's what I told him. I said you should probably try and up those communication skills. Go sell some solar. And I recommended him, uh, you know, one of my bosses I used to work for. And I think that's like a good stepping stone, whether it's the nursery thing and, you know, getting, I guess, learning how to communicate and then getting into this business. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but, yeah. you know, I thought that helped me a lot, you know, to communicate and do the door to door before I got into this. Dude, door to door is like the holy grail of all uh, sales in terms of like you got to man up and, and do it because it's yeah, it's face to face. You're on their doorstep. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I think door-to-door sales as is as an intimidating thing as you'll ever do in your life, maybe next to public speaking. Yeah. But not only is it teaching you the communication skills, because you're like you're gonna hit get hit with rejection immediately. Oh. Like, why are you on my door? Like, get out of here, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Every door is a different, almost a different uh-huh. objection, right? Different yeah. person. Yeah. So you're learning the communication skills, but also how to read people, how to deal with different personalities, which is all good. But more importantly than that is the mindset piece to it. Oh gosh. Like yeah. your ability to deal with rejection and your ability to just understand that it's, you know, to, to separate, like this isn't a yeah. personal thing. A hundred percent dude. And the discipline of, you know, eating shit and being told no, cause on doors you're, you know, out of 20, maybe you get inside on a couple of them. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So just, I think the, the discipline and the mindset that's going to come from that and doing those reps and then showing up and just going into it, knowing like, I'm going to hear no, 20 times to every one yes exactly that's like invaluable yeah and that's why i'm kind of harping on this because i didn't know your journey before you got into real estate and yeah. it was like a door-to-door thing like pretty yeah, much pre- yeah, dude. yeah you were cold calling and that takes balls to like go into a freaking nursery in a random town and be like yeah. let me talk to the manager so that that sound, it seems like that got you ready to, for what you're doing, you know, now, because yeah, the relationship base. And that's kind of, I think, what got me ready for building my business is, you know, I did the door-to-door. Before that, you know, a lot of people here went on missions, and they everyone says, no, you want to hear about Jesus? They're like, get out of here, you know? So a lot of rejection. And I think as a business owner, I mean, y- you got to learn the mindset because a lot of people... I think on YouTube and Facebook and all these platforms, they see these gurus or whatever these people teach saying they got a lot of money and they think it's easy, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you can, you said you did 194 offers in a year. I'm yeah. sure that was not easy. No, man. I remember sending our first offer almost feeling like I hope they don't accept it because how are we going to get the money if we buy it to flip it? If mm-hmm. we're going to wholesale it, I don't have any buyers. Like, it's crazy. You know, we, it was literally square one and just, the offer wasn't like it was a t- it's funny to look at it now but the guy's response because we're just on edge you know <laughs> yeah. worried about it and then now uh, you don't even tripping when you this, make an offer this is like, what the dude said he's like what is this an unwelcome joke and i was like <laughs> oh dude that wasn't that bad I'm that was not alive, that bad you know? what's the worst that could happen right yeah that in that in, when that came back you were like oh okay yeah, and then you just, you know, once it's just like if you're you're cold calling, you're hitting doors. You know, the first few are uncomfortable, but then you get in this flow, oh, and you just, flow. you know, momentum. I think is everything. But like, just like if a train's starting, you know, that first, as as everything's the first gears are going, you know, just getting going's tough. But mm-hmm. then I think once you have momentum and you can lean into that and keep it going, um, that's when you're really gonna start to catch. Oh yeah, catch stuff happening. And, and now when you make an offer, it doesn't. You're not even worried at all, right? Like yeah. If, no. if it'll come back good or if they're mad. Yeah, not so. not at all. Zero zero emotional attachment. Not only to the offers, but to the deals themselves. You know, like you can't. 
Um, I think that's one of the number one rules in real estate. Maybe if it's your personal home, it's a little different, but like you have to have zero emotional attachment. So I just like call them boxes. Like they're just, they're all just a bunch of boxes. You yeah, know? Man, that's crazy. So let's kind of talk about the, I want to talk about the RIAs, right? Cause I went to the RIA last week. And that's my first RIA I've ever been to. The other ones, I, th- I thought I was going to RIAs, but they were just like wholesale meetups okay. done by, I think, I can't remember the, uh, Rebecca Jensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she held some things at Club 90, and I used yeah. to go to those, and I'd be like, these are kind of weird. I don't know if I want to come back. Yeah, definitely. Uh, meetups, for sure, a little different than like a, so a RIA. that's what I thought the RIAs were. So okay. I was like, I'm not going to that, because, yeah, I'm not really into that. But I went, and it was good. How much do you attribute going to the RIAs to your success? Because I didn't even know about these RIAs. And I've I've been in this for almost, you know, four years. Oh, bro, everything. Like, I got my entire start at Slaria, which is Salt Lake Real Estate Investors Association. And they have the meetings at the same place we're at right now. And it's just once a month, right? So they would have a night meeting once a month. But then they have a northern lunch meeting throughout the month. And then they'll have, like, one in the Salt Lake area. And then they'll have one. So they basically have three lunches a month and then the night meeting, which is a big meeting, and they'll have a couple speakers and stuff. But no, dude, at the RIAs, like my first several deals, like I got the whole, the deal was from a wholesaler I met there. Mm-hmm. Um, the contractor was from a contractor I met there. The hard money came from a guy I met there. Shoot. I met my title agent, Christina, who you know. Um, she's done my business from day one. I met her there. Uh, wow. So I pretty much like every like my I bet you my first five to ten deals were all heavily involved with people that I'd met at the RIA. Dang. So RIA is whether it's in Atlanta RIA or, you know, Chicago or wherever. Those are those are money. A hundred percent, man, because like people, you know, and, and this is what I talk about all the time and on my show, too. But like if you're new to something or even if you're doing something, you want to go plug into where people are doing the shit you want to do. Right. Right. So like if you're a new investor or if you're just an investor in general, like you want to go to the networking groups where people are in your industry, they're doing deals. So, um, I think that's like when anyone asks me like, Hey, I'm getting into real estate. Like, what do you think I should do? That's literally the first thing I tell them is is. go join your local RIA because like now you're plugging into the environment where what you want to do is happening. I kind of wish I would have gone more, but, the wholesale meetups kind of burned me. I was like, these yeah, are, yeah. <laughs> did you ever go to any of those club no, nights? I, I know what you're talking about. I it's won't kind of like dark, night. dark and dim. Yeah, yeah. You got like some hoochies around. You're like, this yeah, is kind of weird, dude, bro. Uh, the club 90 is like the cougar spot, man. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like a 50 a senior citizen 50, club. 50, uh, 50 and up or you can't even get yeah. in, dude. Yeah. So I was there and I'm like, I don't know. This is my scene, bro. <laughs> but that kind of shot me on the, going to the Slurias. But now I get it. Like after going, I'm like, man, this is powerful being around people who, are you know beginners middle ballers you know yeah. this is great you can learn from all of them so one thing i'd recommend investors dive nation along with getting a mentor if you even need one go to slaria aria first and see if you can get pick up some stuff that way you know? well and dude like i um a lot of my early on mentors who are now really really good friends of mine i met through ria right there you go because again if you're, if you're looking for a mentor, which is one of the best things you can do no matter what you're doing, mm-hmm. but, like, how are you, that's how you're going to find a mentor. You're going to go to a place where people yeah. are doing what you want to do. Amazing, bro. That's some freaking – that's a nugget right there. 100%. I had no idea. And like I said, I've been doing this for a while. The reason why I went is Christina was on the podcast last week, and she's like, you should go. And I was like, Club 90 in my head. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. And yeah. then I went, and, and what got me was the food. She's yeah. like, we're going to have some free food there. And I was like, all right. 
Yeah. Well, there's probably, what, 80 people there? Oh, man, it was great. Night. Yeah, I talked to tons of people there, and yeah. everyone was so nice, and everyone wants to help you succeed. So yeah. definitely sweet. And I'm a part of other masterminds that I paid for that are specifically wholesalers, and those are great, too. I mean, networking, I think, I don't know if you can stress enough how important it is. You know, it's it's huge. Dude, I've built my entire business uh, on relationships, man. Like, everything I do is relationship-based, and that's what I've been doing for the last 10 years, and it's working out pretty well. So, you, you have something else you want to say? No, I just, r- relation relationship, like, the networking, but really what you're doing is you're building your network and you're building relationships, you know, and, like, you and I had a lunch, and yeah. I'm here doing the podcast and stuff, but it's that's awesome. where deals are going to come from, money's going to come from, referrals are going to come from. Yeah, I'm probably going to use you for uh, the lending, yeah, because I write off so much of my taxes. Yeah. I have asset, like, uh, I have a rental that's doing pretty well, and, you know, just, like, for stuff in the future, I mean, we can do business together. Um one thing I wanted to ask about was you do you said about forty flips a month now? No, not a month, a year. Yeah, forty. Forty would be. Un, I don't know if anyone's doing that right now. No, That's dude, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd swallow a nine millimeter before <laughs> I could do that for a month. So but about forty a year. So the question I have is, there's some wholesalers that can't even produce forty deals a year. Mm-hmm. So how are you finding so many deals? Are you doing your own marketing? Are you just looking through the wholesalers list and bidding on? Like, how are you getting your forty deals? Uh, just going back to what we were just talking about relationships. Um, so the markets like Utah is one of the most competitive market. We're the top market in the country this year, and it just gets more and more competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my deal flows from relationships. Um, you know, guys call me with deals, agents call me with deals. People just know who I am and what we do. Referrals. I've never really figured out the direct to seller marketing that well. We got a new campaign the last like month going that's getting some traction. What is that? Uh, just like. All the stuff like the, the texting, Do it, cold doing calling, it all. all that stuff. Someone yeah. running it for you, or you did? You, are you trying to mark uh, manage it? I've got. Uh, I've pretty much hired trained VAs, and and they're trained and operated. Good. And one Good, of my cool. buddies, like that's a service he offers. So it's a, a hybrid of me. Is running it uh, it. Dave? No, it's Matt Larson. Matt Larson. Okay. Yeah, but not relationships, man. Uh, we get a that's lot. That's amazing. You know that many deals offer mainly relationships. You're yeah. saying, dang, that's sweet, bro. Um, and that's something I think as you're in the industry, you benefit from, right? It, and through the networking is getting deals pretty much with no marketing spend, right? Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure you, get, you give them a kick. Well, they, they make money if they, they have their deal. wholesale fee. Yeah. yeah, they have their wholesale fee. And the agents, I'm assuming they get their, their commission. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I've got a few agents, like they know that I'm a cash buyer all the time. So they'll just be writing offers for me on deals that they see and you know, they make two and a half, three percent, whatever the listing commission is. So some of those are pocket listings they're bringing listing, to me, okay. some, or some of them are just writing offers on the MLS. Like we'll we'll buy shit off the MLS, you know, fairly often. For the pocket listings, do you a lot of when I call agents to like network with them, a lot of them are like, "Why would I do a pocket listing with you if I can just throw this thing on the MLS and make top dollar?" Right? Like ha, do, do you say you get some pocket listings. Are these I would agents tell. Who I would tell them well. If you throw it on the MLS and you get top dollar and you're working with another agent, you're splitting that listing commission. Mm-hmm. You can represent me as a buyer, so now they have the opportunity to double side the deal, and you know you're looking at putting another three percent in their pocket. I can awesome. promise you that's going to get their attention. Yeah, so that's that's what you do. You you say double dip. I'll hit you. I'll give you the double. You can double represent commission. me. Yeah, and the, you know we have our own bro. Like I'm a I'm a broker. I've got my own real estate brokerage, but like you can represent me all day as my buyer's agent. You know, make that's the commission awesome. on it. Okay, so that that's how you kind of incentivize them to do it, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming they're telling their client like, "Hey, you know, I can throw this on the MLS, but I got a guy who's ready to go right now." 
yeah, it's cash. They know who I am. He does a lot of business. He's been doing it for a while. Like, we'll do non-refundable earnest money. Like, just super. I just try to be easy to work with. I just want to be an easy button, you know. Awesome. But if an agent, you know, like if they if they do that once and then they have another deal come up where it could be a flip situation, guess who they're calling? You, Me. bro. And plus the six percent, like even if they sell it like at much lower than they can get, that they're still making more, right? Yeah, they're not sh- they're not sharing the commission. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. That's sweet, bro. Or if it's just, you know, even, like, just, the, again, the relationships and, like, having a, you know, a, a name in the community, like, if someone knows that we're a buyer and we're, they're looking at our cash offer maybe versus somebody else and there's a relationship there, people know who I am because I've been going to the RIAs and just building my brand and everything, like, that carries weight too, right? Yeah, it's like, okay, it well, this we know this is a done deal versus this other person. We've never heard of them. We don't know who they are. So I think that comes into play quite a bit too. I did hear at the RIA that you got a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. Just is that a true? Uh, yeah, I bought a Ferrari a couple <laughs> weeks ago. No way, man. Yeah. See, I saw you roll up in that dope truck, and I was like, maybe <laughs> they're messing. Maybe they're just joking. But you have a Ferrari and the dope truck, huh? Yeah, dude. I bought a Ferrari 488 uh, Spider a couple weeks ago. What year? Is it brand new? It's or did a you 2018. Get... Yeah, that's awesome, man. I yeah. bet that thing flies, huh? I Yeah, well, it's been so cold in Utah, I haven't been able to really get out. Like, w- when we took delivery of it, me and my wife were driving around, and I stepped on it, and, like, uh, it put us sideways pretty good because <laughs> oh, the tires don't get traction. In yeah, the yeah, you're not trying to mess around here. Yeah, you know? but I didn't know that because I never had one before, so it scared the shit out of me, and kind of I was like, all right, I need to <laughs> tone it down a little bit. But so yeah. so let's let's talk about that because that's interesting. I mean, most of, this is lifestyle, right? Yep. Yep. That's why you're working hard. I'm sure a lot of people, not only, not only is Investors Drive Nation interested in this stuff, but they're probably interested in the lifestyle that you live. So w- why the Ferrari, you know, w- uh, over any other car? Did you have any other ones that you were, like, thinking about? Well, the Ferrari, like, really, it, it's a strategic thing, man, and a marketing thing and a branding thing. So 100%, brother. You know, like, yeah, it's a Ferrari. It's badass. But I'm more of a watch guy, dude. I like watches. What you stuff. got? What you got right now? I'm wearing a Ro- Rolex Datejust right here. Shoot. But um, with the car. so What, got, what was that? Just curious. Like, what do you mean? The watch, like, how much? It was, like, 12 grand. That's, this one. That feels good, don't it? Yeah, like, it ha- does. Having that on the wrist, is that, like, I'm the man? Maybe not I'm the man, but it's a reminder of who I had to become to buy it. And then also, like, if I'm going to wear a watch like this, then I better be acting like a dude that wears a watch like this. What is it? What do you mean by that? Like, acting like a guy that wears a watch like that? Like a nice guy or...? Like if I'm wearing a, a, a Rolex watch and like I'm not being reckless with my money, I can afford this, mm-hmm. and like I know who I had to become to be in a position to Got drop it. 12 G's on a watch. Like it's not a big deal. It doesn't like I doesn't it change my life at all. Like it's just it's like a trophy and a reminder, you know. Plus it's an awesome watch. Yeah, and that thing is slick. Like man. if I'm sitting down in a business meeting and someone sees that I'm wearing a, a Rolex, like it's a sign of success, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of a piece of credibility as well. Yeah, and do you feel like things like the Rolex or the Ferrari, as you know, like, hey, I don't need those things, but they are kind of help me with the marketing. Does it does it help? Yeah, man. I mean, with with the watch, I'm part of different masterminds and groups and stuff, but, like, the reality is is if you're sitting down with someone and you notice he's got a nice Rolex watch on, you're going to th- – there's a, there's a level of credibility there because right. it's a success symbol and it's a success sign. So to circle back with the car, like – you know, we're really going heavy and scaling our mortgage company. And just like, you know, I, I got my podcast. I'm very active on social media. I'm really building my brand and just being out there. And um, so, yeah, it's a Ferrari, bro. Everyone, wa- no one doesn't not want to drive a Ferrari, yeah, right? that's like, awesome. So it's it's awesome to have it. It's cool to have it. But I'm not a huge car guy. And it's not like I've been dreaming of having a Ferrari mm-hmm. forever. But 
it's it's a reward for myself. It's uh, again like who I've had to become and the guy that I've had to develop my, and build myself into to where I can afford to buy a Ferrari and it doesn't doesn't move the needle on my financial right. situation. It didn't hurt. Yeah, it's like that that whole thing is a reward within myself and it's it's cool to have it. Like I work hard, you mm-hmm. know, I work till 2 a.m. regularly so I, I, I can have nice shit because why not? It's part of the lifestyle thing. But also it's a very strategic thing with my brand and yeah. if I'm trying to recruit loan officers or realtors to our company and they see I'm wearing a Rolex, they see I got, you know, 58 unit portfolio, they see what I'm doing, I'm driving a Ferrari, it's like this dude successfully knows what he's doing. Yeah. And people want to be around success. They want to be part of success. Um, but since I bought the car, I had two people reach out to me online wanting to invest money in my deals. Wow. And it's just, it's it's one of those things like, you it'll know. Pay your, it'll pay itself yeah, back. Wow. Yeah. And I have a coach um, that I pay, or, well, I pay for his coaching, but we're friends now too. And his name's Albert Preciado. He's got um, the Mortgage Guys, which is a really big mortgage company in California. And he's mm-hmm. got a brokerage too from the real estate side. So he's minus the investments. He's doing what I'm doing and he's further down the road, and this is why mentors are so important. Oh, gosh. So I've hired him, and I've coached with him to learn, like, how do I do... He's doing what I'm doing, but at a bigger level, and he's been telling me for the last year and a half, two years, like, dude, you you got to get the Ferrari for the marketing, and I've watched it work out for him, too. So it's a pleasure thing, but it's a very strategic uh, marketing tool for what I'm doing. That's so cool that you you do that, because... I think there's a lot of people that like flex, right? And you yeah. probably see that as you're active on social media. Yeah. You're like, I know that person. He doesn't. Yeah. He rented that on Turo. You uh-huh. know, he, right? Like, do you see people that are not genuine about like? I guess they're they're flexing. Well, there's there's the renting it piece, which is just stupid. But then there's also there's a lot to be said for just because you can afford something doesn't mean that you should. Mm-hmm. Like, I could pay cash for that Ferrari three times over right now in mm-hmm. the money that we have in our accounts. My cash flow covers the payment, like, no problem. Mm-hmm. So just because you can afford something or maybe you can barely afford something doesn't mean you should do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, the marketing piece was a big reason as to why I was able to justify doing it. Mm-hmm. But I think financial literacy and when you build a business, or when you're in business, you have to understand credit. You have to understand cash flow. You've got to understand, like, having reserves. Like, you just have to have financial literacy. Yeah. And especially from coming where I from came from, building building from nothing, losing 50 grand on our second deal, growing up in that small family-owned business where it's very volatile, like understanding the value of a dollar and hard work. Um, dude, it was so much more than just going out and buying a fucking Ferrari. Like, it was a mental process yeah. uh, that I had to go through with that. Um, that's, that's pretty sweet that so it's like a, a marketing play. Yeah, you know? man. So it's an all-around win, right? It's cool. It's like something that I can enjoy. It's a proud moment for myself. It's an inspirational piece with my message that I'm trying to share, and and it's a. It's a what same. is your message you're trying to share? Um, so, freedom lifestyle experience is my podcast, but like my message that I've really been developing just as the more that I've been, because I, dude, I spend hundreds of thousands on coaching and masterminds and self development, and I've got you know 15 years of business experience now, and I'm just trying to share everything that I've learned, whether it's through all the coaching and high level stuff or just personal experience. But as I've seen us go through COVID this last two years, and I've watched so many people just bitch out to this system and being told what to do and, and just thinking they're helpless, um, I've kind of gone the other way with it. And I just like, like, fuck being average. I'm not down with all of that, like mm-hmm. control and being told what to do. So like, you're going to get what you're going to tolerate. 
in life. No matter what That's it is, the message. you get what you tolerate. So my message is personal accountability and staying loyal to your potential. If Not being a victim. Yeah, if you're being personally accountable for any and everything in your life, you're no longer a victim. Now you can be in a position of control and power. Mm-hmm. And if you're staying loyal to your potential, then you're always trying to get better. There's nothing else in this life that you can do other than personal accountability and staying loyal to your potential. And then I apply that to the lifestyle piece. Shoot. Um, so that's that's what I'm that's, doing. That's and that's why I'm doing man. podcasts like this. You know what I mean? I'm busy. I got a lot going on. But, like, you've got... You know, like I like. Yeah, you. I appreciate it's, you coming on my man. Yeah, man, it's a relationship thing. You know, I want to come drop some value. You know, like yeah, and and you also marketing too, right? You yeah. know, the the people can follow your your podcast. We're gonna put in the description yeah. and the info you need. So let's you know we can help each other grow. Now, w- w- we've been going for about thirty, right? So I want to kind of wrap up and talk about coaching, right? Because most people that I talk to who are at the level you are, like they just didn't just figure it out because they're just read like a thousand books right yeah so how much have you spent in coaching your your 10-year journey oh dude hundreds of thousands you got a number like i'm just curious because i'm i'm on my way i'm up there too well, I- i'll rip off a few things right now so um our taste syndicate that's this right here that was a uh, six thousand dollars a month or six, 65 grand six thousand so, dollars a month yeah so call it 70 g's um for the year, that, so I, that's I, I nuts. yeah, I did that, um, and I'm still in that. Uh, what Mar- are they teaching you in that thing? So Andy Frisella and Ed Milet, you know who they are? Uh-uh. I probably, I mean, yeah, maybe you I've need heard to them. look into both. I of need them. to look into them. Yeah, Ed Milet's the greatest speaker on the planet. He's worth eight hundred million dollars. Andy Frisella uh, is the founder of First Form, really large supplement company. They're mm-hmm. valued at like three billion dollars. Um, both self-made guys. So I. You know, you're you're coaching with them, not one on one in a group setting. Yeah, um, most of them never do one on one. Yeah, well, it, like you'd have to pay, the amount of money you'd have to pay for one on one. Like Ed does, one, he has one on one clients. I don't even know how much that costs, but it's got to be a lot. Yeah. But um, so a couple things with that, like number one, I'm getting the content from two of like the top business guys in the world. But then also the group, there is 110 of us all paying that kind of money willing to invest in ourselves like that. So like now this environment that you're putting yourself in, like that's the highest level environment I've ever put myself in and the relationships that came from that. Um, and they kind of weed out the people who aren't ready. It's application only. Like you got to submit an application. If your application gets accepted, then you got to pony up the money, you know? So, but like the relationships and the network that that got me and you know, like I do deals with people, like guys lend me money just having like I've got a couple of guys who've become like big brothers to me so like just the network alone is worth so much more than the money that I paid to be in the group but then you have like the content piece too and all the shit that you're learning all the speakers they would bring in so I was 70k Um, I'm in Mark Evans DM mastermind group that's 35k going to 50k so I have that Um, I've done multiple Grant Cardone 10x $10,000 tickets to his events Um, I was in Tim Brott's mastermind. That was 25 G's for the year. So, I mean, just those things alone were 150, 200 grand, you know? Totally worth it all. Yeah, bro. Like, I, there, I can directly correlate, like, the more that... And it's not a money thing either. And, like, if you guys are listening, this I really hear me here. It's not like, oh, I need to go spend 70 grand to learn and whatever. Like, if you heard of what I said earlier, 
Slaria is where I got my start. It was a hundred bucks for yeah. the year, but I was putting myself in a new environment where I was learning and I was a small guy. So this doesn't mean you. So you're have saying to, there's tears to this? Oh uh, yeah, dude, a hundred percent. And it's so it's not like you just jump straight into that, but like as you grow and as you learn the new information that you need costs more money. Like if you want to get plugged into higher level environments, that should like it's levels, right? It costs money to do that. There's groups out there that you got to pay a million dollars a year to be in. I don't know about them because I'm not on that level. Right. <laughs> but so it's levels. You will bro. Yeah. hundred percent. That's amazing. There's levels to everything. But what I was saying is I can directly look at the more time and money that I invest in myself, the more money that I make, the better my life gets, the better my relationships are. Uh, everything gets better. So the more that I invest in me, the better everything else. Are they gets. dropping like some some amazing like morning routine or schedule where you're like, I, if you do it, you just see automatic results, or is it mainly just being in the network and learning, consistently growing with these guys? It's the network, man. And like at the end of the day, you just realize like you could be sitting with a guy that's worth a hundred million dollars, and he's just a regular fucking dude. Yeah. There's nothing special about him other than they execute, and they're constantly, you know, like to go back to what I'm saying. They're like taking accountability for everything and they're staying loyal to their potential. They're always trying to do more, get better, like refine their systems or processes. You gotta have balls, they're taking risk. But really it's just consistency over time. Like these guys that I've met in my life, they're extremely successful. Like they've put in their time and they've taken risks, but they've just done the work and they've won the day over and over and over. And you stack a week together, a month together, a year together, a decade together, two decades together, and you're just consistently doing the work and trying to refine through that process. I got a question, one last question about the masterminds. Have you, is there a time where you're in a mastermind, you're like, hey, I've kind of moved on from this group. I think I can go to a higher level. And you just, and there's no hard feelings. You just like, hey, I'm moving. Dude, not only masterminds, but there's relationships like that too. Like not, like what got you here is not going to get you there. And like not everyone's coming on the journey with you. And you see that with friends. You, you see it with family. Have you family. seen that happen in your personal life? Oh, where dude, you... like m- dozens of times over, you know, like d- d- that's okay. just the way it is. Like as you grow, like. So me, not... and, me and Hector, a sound guy, might not be hanging yeah, out in a couple yeah. of years. Not everyone's, <laughs> not everyone's coming with you, bro, because just not everyone is, you know, and as you grow. If, if, if you're growing and the environment that you're in, if they're not growing and you're growing, you're going to start having this gap and then you're going to lose interest, right? And then it's either going to be weird for you or they're going to feel like you feel like you're better than them because there's this, this gap now because you're growing yeah. and they're not. And it's just part of the deal, man. And it happens on a personal level. It happens on a business level. But like the guy that's going to teach you how to make 100 grand a year probably isn't the dude that's going to teach you how to make 500 a year. Mm-hmm. And the guy that helps you get to 500 a year is probably not the dude that's going to tell you how to get to a million a year. So you all you constantly have to be upgrading your environment and your information, and part of that's who you're listening to, right? Yeah. Is, there a, is there a goal you're trying to reach where, you know, a, a, like a ceiling where you're like, hey, once I get this, no more masterminds, I'm good, I've made, I've hit my where I want to be? Or are you just love the journey and you just can keep going and going and going dude i love the journey and i love the process um i'm a relationship guy you know so like i've got strong relationships and i'm i'm slowing down on a lot of the coaching and different things i'm doing i'm i've got my rta group that i really like i really like the the you know the dm fam with mark evans and then um you know i'm starting to do just more of trying to create the space myself. So, you know, especially here locally, trying to be the guy instead of going and looking for the guy. So we're Mm -hmm. doing our monthly meetups. I got my podcast. I'm probably going to start doing like some, 
you know, weekend workshops on flips and different things and just trying to spread my message. Um, sweet, bro. But yeah, dude, I th- like I said, man, like if you're if you're staying personally accountable to everything and you're and, and you're staying loyal to your potential, you're always trying to do better. Like you're just everything else will take care of itself. That's what's up, brother. So, hey, we got to stay connected because you go in places. It sounds yeah, like dude, it. Let's do it, bro. That's awesome, man. Well, this has been awesome. I feel like it's provided a lot of value. Hector, I don't know if any comments came through, but uh, they just they couldn't they couldn't even think of what to ask because the value was too strong, brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. It's you know like walking away with the show. I think I think mindset, you know, doesn't matter what vehicle you're in. If you're wanting to do wholesaling, like you're talking about, if you're mm-hmm. wanting to do flipping, mortgage buying holds, whatever it is, there's all these awesome vehicles that, that, that can drive 100 miles an hour that can get you all sorts of money. But like, if you don't know how to get it out of park, it doesn't matter what vehicle you're in. And that's where the mindset comes into play and like the personal identity. So yeah, it's, it's about more than just like, oh, learning the flip houses. Because like, if you don't have the mindset of like, I need to build the relationships or you don't have the mindset of like, what's going to happen when shit goes wrong yeah. or you've got a flood or you have a $10,000 sewer line that you weren't planning So mindset on. is huge. I'm so assuming down. that you've learned through your coaching and as you've grown, like they're, they're hit on that about probably a ton. It's the foundation of everything, man. Like mindset, you know, mindset and attitude and, and, you know, relationships. Yeah. Cause investor drive nation, like, well, that's what, what I'm doing is I'm teaching people how to basically learn how to get into wholesaling, fix and flip just the generic basis of, I'm not some crazy guy that's up there, you know, charging people a million dollars or, you know, maybe one day, I, you know, we can be in that million dollar group where if we ever find it right but i think like you said there's tiers of that that Mm -hmm. stuff and it's important to get started you know i talk to a ton of people that want to like learn about what i do for coaching and they're they're in that this analysis paralysis they just watch videos and they're just like consuming information but they haven't even made a call to a seller yet yeah dude they're worried about their business card and their logo (laughs) and their llc and their website and like i always tell everyone that none of that shit matters like go find a deal like go find a motivated seller and um, those are just distractions because they're scared of doing the true work. Yeah, I had one guy hit me up. I'm like, so what have you done so far to get your real estate business set up? He said, I hired a graphic designer to build me a, to build me a sweet logo. Yeah. I'm like, brother. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that ain't getting you even remotely close to getting a deal. That's not even important. Yeah. Bro, I don't have a business card. <laughs> no, I, I, I do not have your a business card. Your brother does. He, gave, yeah, it, he yeah. gave me one. Yeah, I don't have a business. Like, none of that shit matters, man. Like, build relationships. Go talk to people and, and, and find solutions for people. If someone's in a distressed situation and you can come help them and provide them a solution, that's all you're looking to do. That's like go go find do. people that need help that are in a rough situation and provide a solution to them and you're gonna get paid for it. That's awesome, bro. Well, it's been super valuable and honestly, like we might need to have you back, bro. That's I'm I'm down to do it anytime. It, it, yeah, if you had a good time, then you know, we'll have to have you back. I think uh, you provide a lot of value. Um, so Investor Drive Nation, uh, we wanna thank Michael Burns for coming on here and crushing it and uh, we'll see you next week. Sounds good, man. See you guys. Oh, go ahead. Say, say what you got to say. Before oh, I was just going to say um, my Instagram shut down right now, but I put out a ton of content on my social media every day. So on Facebook, I'm at Mr. Michael Burns. And then check out my podcast, Freedom Lifestyle Experience. If you look kind of like the message I was talking about today with the mindset, relationships, coaching, all that shit. Like that's the stuff that I'm talking about. Yeah, bro. And, uh, you know, listen to Nathan, what he's got going on. Because like you said, there's, you know, like levels there's, there's, to this. Yeah, well, there's levels to everything, but, like, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Like, just get on the wheel. And a guy like this can help you get on the wheel and help you get started and rolling. 100%. So we'll put your stuff in the description. Cool. And uh, just send it to me so I can just know exactly what to put in there. 
And then, yeah, let, let's grow let's grow your network because, honestly, um, from this podcast, it sounds like your network. Your net worth is your network, right? Or your network is your net worth. 100%. So let's freaking grow it, brother. All right, man. All right. See you guys later. Later. Later.